Hi, this is Netta. Have you ever found yourself somewhere where you completely didn't expect yourself to be? Now, <laughs> I've told you some stories, I think, on my podcast where I've gotten lost. That's definitely many of the times where I found myself where I didn't expect to be. But also, we certainly didn't think we would be at this time of life wearing masks or living our lives the way we are. And yet, that's where we find ourselves. I bet you could give some other examples, too. Like, I never expected that I would be living in the South, or if someone would have told me a few years ago that I'd be living in northern New England for a while in the state of Vermont, I would have been like, no way. And yet, I found myself in both of those places. In the book of Acts, in chapter 8, it's telling the story about Philip. Philip was one of the original 12 disciples, and we don't know a lot about him specifically. There's just a few times where he's mentioned but they're really interesting. I love this story in Acts chapter 8, where Philip is directed by God to walk along a deserted road. And all of a sudden, there's this chariot that comes up, and it's holding a really important Ethiopian official. And this official is reading a scroll that was from the book of Isaiah. So Philip gets to ask him, do you understand what you're reading? Do you know what that is? And then he gets to jump up in the chariot and explain to him that Isaiah wrote prophecies hundreds of years ago before Jesus was born that were all about Jesus being born and Jesus saving the world. The Ethiopian believes the truth of the book of Isaiah and asks if he could be baptized. Like he's, he's converted, he believes, and it's so cool. At the end of verse 38, it says that as they came up out of the water... The spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away. The Ethiopian never saw him again, and he went about rejoicing. But Philip found himself in another town, and he went about sharing the good news. Now, did you catch that? Philip was snatched away, and he found himself in another place. And what does he do? He shares the good news about Jesus. Okay, so if someone would have told us last Christmas that our world and our country and our lives would be the way they are right now, I think we would have all said they're, we're crazy. That can't happen in a year's time. And yet here we find ourselves in this unusual situation. And I'm wondering all these months later now, how are we handling it? This morning I was reading um, in Ephesians and towards the end of the chapter, which I seem to have an affinity for the end of chapters. Have you noticed that? <laughs> Uh, The end of the chapter is talking about um, submitting to each other. And it's so interesting because that is not a really a word that we enjoy very much. And so we're like, those words kind of make us cringe. And yet there's something really beautiful here. If you look at chapter 5, verse 21, it says, And further submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Now, after this are the verses that people like to maybe argue about, about submitting to husbands and wives loving their husbands like the church and kids obeying and stuff. And people can get kind of hot and heated about that. I, um, I used to, too. And I did some serious research about that when I was in college. And then um, it shut me up. But let's just back up to this part. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Submit to each other out of reverence for Christ. 
When we are submitting to someone else, that just means we're putting their needs above ours. We're considering them above our own thoughts even. I wrote in my journal this, because of the difficult situations in our lives and our world, I think we're all living in a preservation mode. This can be a very selfish place to be. Lord, please forgive me. You give and give continually. Please guide me to catch myself before selfishness causes me to act and speak. Please show me ways to give and love and build up Chile and my kids and those around me. Preservation mode is an okay mode to live in for a while because sometimes we have to, right? We have to think about what do I need? How do I meet my needs? But for most of us, I'd say it's been months now. And I really felt like God was asking me, look, Nutty, you got to click out of this. And maybe that's what he's asking you too. Click out of preservation mode where we only think about our own needs. And let's look out for the needs of others. Every time I'm feeling like I want this or you know where we're like doing stuff around the house or doing stuff for people or doing stuff at our job maybe and the whole time we're thinking about how we shouldn't have to do this or how we're doing this again you know how we have those like conversations in our head or (laughs) or whatever like we're just having an argument with someone in our head or thinking of all the things we'd really like to say that's so selfish And I believe that God was asking me, like, every time I start to click down that road, like, with those conversations, that is my trigger to go, nope, I will choose someone else. I will choose to do this because I love them. I'm showing love. God gives to me. I will do this as a gift to them. And it's his birthday, for heaven's sake. I want to celebrate the holidays. I want to celebrate Christmas and the birth of my Jesus by giving, by sharing good news. And you know, that is good news. Sharing good news doesn't mean we go around preaching on the streets, which some people are called to do. But I think if our attitudes are unselfish, then the good news starts to spill out of us. And it's not a magical touch of his miracle wand that suddenly changes our heart. It's kind of an everyday thing, an everyday moment by moment choice of, am I going to do what I want to do or am I going to do what someone else needs? And isn't it a wonderful thing that we can kind of smirk to ourselves and know that we were like Jesus just then, even if it's just our thoughts. So yes, it's a pandemic and yes, we've been living in a preservation mode. But let's do what that other verse in Ephesians 5 says. And I'm going to read it to you. Um, Starting in verse 15, it says, So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools or those who are not wise. Live like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Don't be drunk with wine because it'll ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourself, making music to the Lord in your hearts. Or, side note from Netta, in your heads, instead of those conversations. (laughs) And give thanks to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus. What if 
instead of having those selfish conversations and thinking about what we need. We were filled with the Spirit. We made up new songs of praise in our head. And we shared the good news simply by considering someone else instead of ourselves. And that is just a little piece of my heart. <laughs>